All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Good afternoon, and welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Looking forward to this conversation. I think the subject matter at hand for today's show is a critically important conversation as we think about the future of healthcare, the future of how we deal with long-term care for our seniors, and where I, I think this conversation with this organization today, I think, is the future of how we're going to deal with both. So let's get to it. We're joined by Mike Townsend. He's the co-founder and COO of Home Hero. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd, and I appreciate the energy and really look forward to our conversation. I think it's going to be a critically important conversation, Mike. I'm excited to inform my audience about what you're doing and what you're building. So before we get to Home Hero, though, a quick information to the audience about who you are and your background. Sure, sure. Before we touch on Home Hero, so I live now at our headquarters here in Santa Monica. Okay. From Connecticut originally, uh, lived in Singapore for a while. And I kind of have an eclectic background, worked in aerospace for a while, started a point of sale company that was acquired this year by Big Commerce, and I had worked with Kyle, my co-founder, in a few companies. And really today, we're just super inspired to be working on the fast-growing company at Home Hero with the overall vision to help as many families as possible find care. One interesting aside is on a personal level, Todd, I broke or attempted to break the world's record, the world record for the fastest marathon while dribbling a basketball last year. I tried three times and first time missed it by three minutes. Second time I blacked out on pace at mile 24. <laughs> and the third time I thought I was going to break it and I missed it by two seconds. Oh. Uh, and then I was going to do it and two weeks later and then a guy from Estonia broke it by three and a half minutes. So I, <laughs> I kind of lost lost interest and got more into biking and swimming. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about this world record attempt of yours. Uh, I didn't realize you had made multiple attempts and uh, I didn't mean to laugh when you blacked out. I just laughing because that's what <laughs> I would have done had I made this attempt. Because quite frankly, I think I could do both individually very, very well. And I'm a runner myself, but I don't know that I could actually do both of those at one time. So I admire the effort and appreciate the, the multiple attempts. So yeah, you mentioned eclectic background. It just seems to me, Mike, that guys like you starting companies, I feel like you started about a dozen companies. Eclectic seems to be a common definition of all you guys. And there's probably something to that and find that interesting. So Home Hero, gosh, give us the 10,000 foot view. What are you doing? What's your mission? How are you serving your market? Yeah, definitely. So Kyle and I, you know, we started off, we were living together, working together at San Francisco, working in a company called Flowtab, building mobile payments, completely unrelated. Kyle's dad actually was a professor at Ohio State, and he was mailing checks back and forth to Kyle's 99-year-old grandmother that was mm -hmm. living in Seattle. And it became such a hassle that Kyle started getting pulled in. And, you know, when you're a company of two people bootstrapped, you really can't afford to have a three, four, five-hour distraction each week. So this became such an issue. Kyle's dad eventually quit his job at Ohio State, moved to Seattle to really start managing this process of finding a caregiver, paying them on time, keeping track of what they did. It was a very cumbersome, sort of all-encompassing process that really drained him. And you know, we saw this firsthand, particularly Kyle helping his dad. And we spent some time, it was really over the course of a weekend, just thinking, how could we build this easier for him, right? How could we solve the logistics portion of this, the operational portion? How could we pay them automatically, have them check in, check out? And you know, we kind of hacked up something quick that allowed the caregivers to go in the house and check in when they got there, check out and get paid easily. 
And this, honestly, Todd, just totally changed Kyle's father's life outlook. He went back to Ohio State, became a professor again, and it really showed such promise that we said, you know, why don't we dedicate ourselves to this? This is a more meaningful, impactful, potential company that we could change the lives of millions of people that have this problem that unfortunately or fortunately, there's guys that are in their 20s and 30s that just don't have the exposure to this problem to really understand the severity of it and the scope of it across the country and and the world. So I feel like, you know, it was kind of a gift and a curse being put in that position. And, you know, now we're a team of almost 20 people here based in Santa Monica, California. We're live in all of Los Angeles County and San Diego. And yeah, the mission is really to help as many families as possible uh, across the world find and manage care for seniors and just make that process as easy and painless as possible. I got to tell you, Mike, there's a thousand directions I want to go here. Let me just lead out by commending you two for building this, because let's just be honest, at the state of democratic affairs, where we are right now is with the baby boomer population getting to that stage in their lives where this kind of care is becoming critical. I mean, I'm in my mid forties and with my parents, I'm now at that stage in my life where I'm thinking about How do I help them? How do they provide some support for themselves? How does their immediate community help them as they're getting up into those years where this kind of service is going to be critical? I mean, and you made a comment here. Yeah, their focus here is on providing wonderful care for our seniors. But it seems to me another salient point and something worth talking about is providing a life and support to those who are loving and caring for these people in terms of how it changes their lives as well. I think that's important that we talk about that because this isn't just about caring for the seniors. This is about providing a meaningful way for those in charge of caring for these seniors to give them a tool that can change their lives too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, an interesting point I learned this when I was living in Singapore is that the Singapore government, while it's smaller and and much different setup than the U.S., it shows the importance here. They set up a tax financial incentive to live close to your parents. So if your parents are over, I think, the age of 60 and you live within a one mile or five mile or 10 mile radius, you get tax breaks a deduction. And essentially, when you start to look at, you know, why would they do that? It's because if you're close to your parents, as they grow older, you're going to be able to assist them in daily activities, uh, meal preparation, companionship, things that essentially would cost the government when you have a healthcare system set up the way they do, that it sort of costs everyone that. So they have these incentives to be close, which just shows you the importance of being close to take care of your parents. And the reality is, Tom, especially the size of our country and the trends growing towards cities, and even my grandparents both live in Connecticut, there's just this growth growing trend of living further and further away from your parents and grandparents. And that just yields the inability to take care of them as you get older. And really, we, what we do as a company and sort of caregiving at whole is to fill that gap, to fill where usually you would have the son or daughter come in, you know, you have a caregiver just provide that basic daily needs that they have. So yeah, it's a huge burden on some families. And a lot of families who even live close, Todd, they'll hire someone to come in who's a specialist that can do it because it's just so draining sometimes for a lot of these folks. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, with the cultural shift in our society and that for most of our country's existence, and this probably applies to around the world as well, you lived close to your family. And that was just the way things were back then. But we're in a different age now. We're in a different culture, a different society, and we're more mobile now. And to get around the world is a lot easier. And so this can become a a very obvious problem. So it's a very timely solution. Mike, like I said, there's a thousand directions I want to go. And before I get too selfishly down one of those paths, I do want to be sure we, before we go any further, take a quick second and to those listening, walk us through how this, how Home Hero actually works. 
Yeah, sure. And thanks for asking. So usually if you're in the ages of 75 plus, your family has at least thought about what's going to happen as you get older. Do they start to move you out of your home into a assisted living facility or uh, institution where there's someone around to help you throughout the day? Or do you have them in the home and have someone come in throughout the day to, you know, just make sure that everything's going okay, that they're eating properly, that, you know, they're in the proper mental state and that someone's sort of just watching over them. So the general processes when a family says, okay, usually it's catalyst on something, some sort of injury. If there's a fall or they're coming out of a hospital, they say, I absolutely need to find someone. Sometimes even a doctor will prescribe them a home care worker to come in and just prepare meals and make sure they're doing okay with the injury. That tends to be where a lot of our business comes from. Then I'll kind of enunciate the differences in the experience here. So there's about 20,000 agencies across the country, maybe about 2,000 in California here where we are. And typically you'll call up an agency and they'll say, yeah, we'll send someone out. And then, you know, you kind of hang up the phone and like a taxi cab, you don't really know like when and where and who is going to show up. The prices are totally different. What we chose to do is just be very transparent with pricing, with the people, with the times they get there and how the whole in-home care system works. So they'll come to the site, they'll see videos of over a thousand heroes. We call them heroes. They're high-definition video interviews that we conduct at one of our offices. And we just ask them questions like, hey, you know, why did you become a caregiver? Why do you want to do it? You know, what's your passion? And you can kind of see families' preferences for different types of folks. You know, if you have a heavier person, you want someone who's bigger and stronger, can lift them up and you know, vice versa, you kind of get a sense for who would work with your grandparents. So they choose a few people they think would work. We send the requests out. We kind of dispatch them, you know, the way Uber might do for taxis. We get requests back and then we set first appointments. They go in the house. When they get to the house, the caregivers, the heroes, use the mobile app. They'll clock in, clock out, and then they'll get approval from the clients and then get paid automatically. So one interesting point on the supplier side, because it's super important to realize the difference as a worker, why it's better to work on home here over something else, and sort of where the future goes with this, is right now, the majority, there's about 300,000 workers in California that these caregivers send in paper timesheets. So at the end of a two-week period, they go and fill out a paper timesheet, they send it in, and then hopefully 19 days later, they get a check in the mail, and they go to the bank and deposit it. And that's just kind of the way the world works. And with us, you know, with Home Hero, we can see your latitude, longitude, we can see what time you checked in, what time you checked out, your rates, you can see histories all on the app. And for them, they get paid so much faster, you know, money in your bank account automatically within two days. And for people who are in the lower income demographic, that's just a monumental shift in their work habits. So we've just seen a huge influx of really high quality people join our platform recently. Yeah, brilliant stuff. All right, Mike, we'll return after this short break. We'll be right back. CTG Health Solutions is proud to have been your trusted advisor for healthcare IT consulting services for over 25 years. In that time, CTG Health Solutions has provided healthcare strategic, technical, and operational consulting support to more than 600 healthcare provider and payer organizations. CTG Health Solutions satisfied clients are supported by some of the most talented healthcare consultants who have chosen CTG Health Solutions as their work home in large part due to the company's outstanding culture. As they say, the proof is in the pudding. CTG Health Solutions was named a Modern Healthcare Best Places to Work company again last year. Find out more about CTG Health Solutions and their world-class culture by liking them on Facebook or stopping by their website at www.ctghs.com. All 
All right. I'm back with Mike Townsend, co-founder and COO of Home Hero. So, Mike, uh, right before the break, you were walking through the actual process. Uh, technology is making this possible. And you did mention, I hate, I absolutely hate saying this in any interview I do, and I curse myself when I have to do it, but it sounds like you're the you're the Uber of long-term <laughs> healthcare. I mean, senior healthcare. I mean, I, but technology is obviously making this possible. Talk more about that. Sure, sure. I sort of look at it from a macro perspective, right? In our world, we have across the city thousands and thousands of workers, and they dispatch into homes. They go into homes with seniors, and they help them provide daily meal preparations, companionship, medication reminders, things like that. And if you look at it, Todd, there's really a huge problem here, and it's not necessarily the care that goes into the worker. It's the operational logistics challenges to dispatch them efficiently. So, you know, when you consider a fragmented market across the United States of 20,000 of these agencies, every one of them is going to have a limited pool of suppliers and they're going to have the limited ability to dispatch or call up all the workers and say, hey, go to this job and go to then go to this job and then we'll send you payments. And imagine if you could take all that cost, all the costs that those agencies have, and you could just eliminate it. And that's essentially what we've done by saying, if you go to the site, use the app as a client, you know, as a family, and you request someone specifically or you request a, you know, put out a job offering that then gets sent out, the all the work that goes into effectively and efficiently dispatching that job, getting her in the quest in, managing first appointments, all that essentially goes to zero because it's a engineering cost. You know, it's a software platform. So when people say the Uber for whatever, it's really just saying we've essentially reduced or eliminated the cost of logistics in our business. That's really what we've done here, you know, and, and we use that additional cost savings to do really cool things like we'll have a, a concierge feature where we'll send flowers to a senior, you know, and you just click it on the app and then the next time the, the hero goes in the home, they'll have a bouquet of flowers. And you can kind of use the extra margin there you have, which for us is about 50% lower cost of families and about 30 to 40% higher wages for the workers. So there's a lot of really fun things when you can start to make the whole system more efficient. Oh, no, it's really cool. And when I say you're the Uber of this, uh, it's meant as a compliment. It's such a podcasting cliche to, to say you're the Uber <laughs> of this. You know what I'm talking about. You know, speaking, <laughs> here I go again, speaking of Uber, what I think is the most innovative thing about it is the ability that not only can you rate your driver, but the driver can rate you. How do you assess your caregivers? Is there an ability for the families to rate their caregivers and vice versa? Walk me through that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, just to kind of set the stance at where the world is now, there really, it doesn't exist. If you're going to hire someone off a of Craigslist, you're going to go to an agency, a brick and mortar agency, there's really no feedback loop right. to essentially say, this person was amazing. What we've actually seen, Todd, is that some of the most amazing, amazing caregivers just have this, you know, it's essentially a finite work contract, right? Because the person that you're caring for is either going to go back into a facility, they're going to heal from whatever injury, they're going to pass away, or the family's going to take over. And from either one of those scenarios, you're looking at about a nine-month process. And when that finishes, some of the most amazing heroes that I've met, they go right back into the pool of everyone else. And they have no way to really differentiate themselves, like you or I or someone behind a computer would use a LinkedIn profile to differentiate their experiences and see recommendations and feedback. And that's what LinkedIn has become you know, the platform for. But it doesn't exist for caregiving, hmm. which is the fastest growing job in America. Oh, yeah. So what we've done is say, after every time a client works with a hero, they can leave feedback on every one of the receipts they get. Just like the Uber, when you get out of the car, you have to leave the one through five and you could add comments. That whole platform just doesn't exist in the world. So we now have about over a thousand heroes that have references, reviews from each one of the clients they worked with. And it sort of builds on top of each other. You have people that have worked in homes five, six, seven times, and they just sort of amass this profile that carries so much weight to it. 
as a consumer, you don't you just trust it, right? When I go on Airbnb and I see someone has 700 five-star ratings, there's nothing else I need to look at. That's the only thing that really matters. So we carry a lot of that same philosophy. See, I think that's going to be the big game changer here is that ability. Because I think when you're using the old school traditional method of getting a home care giver, I think you're at the mercy of who the agency sends to you. And, and this is going to change all that. And you know, again, to use another cliche, I think this disruption is going to be game changing. So mm-hmm. how do you become a hero? I mean, I don't imagine you just uh, take anyone off the street. There's probably some uh, comprehensive application process and screening process. Walk us through how that works. Yeah, we focus pretty hard on finding career caregivers, we call them. People who are really experts, they're passionate professionals, and they've been doing this for a number of years. We're not like the Lyft, Uber of the world where they'll just take you off the street no matter what you're doing between jobs. Uh, we really find those professionals. So we'll go to nursing schools, we'll go to like the Red Cross organization, and basically set up this organic partnership with them to say, look, when you graduate as a nurse or a nurse practitioner or a CNA, you're going to want some sort of platform to accept job offers on, regardless of of your state of employment. So they'll sign up with us. They'll go through an online questionnaire. It's a 10-point process. And then we use that to screen who we then invite to our orientation sessions. We host these orientation sessions in person at our offices in the different cities with an onboarding manager on our side. And that typically lasts about an hour and a half. We'll walk them through what it means to be a home hero caregiver, what the community is like, what it's like to actually work with us to accept jobs, you know, some of the detailed aspects to the work. And then how to be successful, how to advocate, how to promote yourself, how to use, you know, social, Facebook, Twitter to get your word out there, your profile out there and start collecting references from the outside. So once they leave, we shoot this, or once they're, when they're in the orientation session, Todd, we shoot these high-definition videos. And we really kind of bring out the true person in there. You know, we can send, the, you know, anyone could be anyone in a office in an interview. But when you talk about your experience and your passion and your story for why you're doing this, it really starts to bring to life who these people are. So once we cut those and throw them up online and, and activate them, then families can go in and see those. And then they become eligible for working with us. What I love about this, Mike, is as I believe this is the future of healthcare, and I'm not just talking about long-term senior caregiving, because no surprise to you, I've interviewed a lot of people on this show, a lot of companies where you now, with an app, you can get an MD to come to your house if your child's got the flu. I mean, so that, mm-hmm. that's going to become much more prevalent in our society. I think this is very exciting. I think this is really critical to the future of healthcare and how we care for our patients it is how technology is enabling this kind of interaction, this kind of speed, this kind of ease of execution, of recruiting good people and giving them an easy platform by which they can do their job and do what they care about and love doing. I mean, it's the future of healthcare, yes? Yeah, and I'd say, you know, the only thing I'd throw on top of there is to say that if you look at the numbers, it's just astonishing, right? We have this tsunami of the baby boomer generation going into their retirement plus years. And really the only way as a country that we're going to be able to take care of this group is to have a large educated population on the other side, right? The providers. And I think the major reason you see this imbalance in the system now is that to become a caregiver is really, it's not a completely desirable occupation. If you look at all the logistics around the paper timesheets and the delay in getting payments and the inability to step up and kind of level up your career, So what we look to do is, you know, if we could build the infrastructure, the platform really for these guys to make caregiving and becoming a hero an honorable profession, something that you look forward to telling other people about and inviting them in, you can really build 
the other side to it because there really should be no reason we have people without work. You know, say say Uber tomorrow throws in the driverless cars all across the country. Like now, you have this massive supply pool of people who want to go through training and, and do something else with their careers, and we want to offer that platform to make caregiving a really desirable profession. Yeah, well, amen to that. Uh, as I like to jokingly say, eh, not jokingly say, the future leaders of the world are the Mike Townsends who are building the infrastructure to make all this cool stuff possible. So, what's your long-term growth plan? I mean, I, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you're concentrated now in Southern California. Are there long-term plans to go elsewhere? Yeah, absolutely. Really, the mission of the company is to build the most impactful company possible. It's not to sell in a year. It's not to do anything that would disrupt that mission. So the more people that we can affect positively, the better, which means expanding the model into more cities and hopefully more countries before the next time that I come back on your show, which essentially means rolling out state by state. You know, we want to be the biggest player in California and all across the West Coast, go across on the East Coast and then look at other countries. So the larger the impact that we can have, the better, really. Well, amen to that. Uh, I hope Atlanta is the next market because I need to hire someone <laughs> to take care of my old bones. All right. Well, Mike, uh, we're out of time. Before I let you go, how can people uh, get in touch with you? Should they have questions? Where can they learn more about Home Hero? Yeah, definitely. So our site is homehero.org. And I always encourage people, feel free to reach out to me directly. Mike at Home Hero is my email. I respond to everything. And my Twitter is Mike T. Townsend. And yeah, look forward to anyone who's listening that has any interesting ideas or suggestions or just wants to reach out. Don't hesitate to. And that's homehero.org, correct? Correct. All right. Mike Townsend, co-founder and COO of Home Hero. Mike, real pleasure. Appreciate what you're building here and uh, look forward to when our paths cross again. Yeah, thanks, Todd. It was really a pleasure. All right. Well, that wraps this episode. Again, on behalf of my guest, Mike Townsend, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare. Intrepid Healthcare.